and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. happening everybody welcome to episode 15 of another woodshop podcast podcast yo, so yo, yo, old yo. that it can now drive in several states just whoa now. i think you can get married in like Big six 15. states <laughs> i want to say something i want to say something right off the top whoever edits the video they need to make me look slimmer because i'm not i'm not this bubbly in person <laughs> Guys, it's not you. What happens is I record my screen with a wide-angle lens, and because you're both on one side or the other side, it just does that extra curve. It's not you. No, it's, it's just a camera. It's because I I'm want fat. a refund. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> everyone's going to get their money back on this one. Everything. Because <laughs> uh, we're refunding hey, everyone for the podcast. I'm yeah, sorry. Everyone's getting the checks in the mail. Uh, yep. All of it will be back in your banks very soon. Hey, What's guys, going on, boys? How's your week? Guys, this, no. this oh, episode. Oh. No, no, no. Pete, oh, remember, we just better. discussed this. <laughs> I'm like a goldfish. You pull up your sleeves and you lose your mind. No, we, <laughs> no, we got a, uh, you know, this episode's brought to everyone by a sponsor. Who's oh, that yeah. sponsor you just said? Can I say no, it? No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah you say it. Bear Hollow Supply. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Barrel, Barrel Hall Supply is our sponsor this week. Thank, big thank you to them. I actually just finished a bench this week and I used their uh, legs on it. And man, does it look good. I love that thing. So uh, Those really great legs hardware. legs are so beefy. Like it just looks yeah, so it looks it looks good. It really does look great. And um, I got a – well, thank you to them. Really appreciate them. They're awesome. I'll talk more about that on my – what's on my workbench here in a minute. But um, – yeah, they're really great. Uh, Brady's the guy that runs the account. Uh, he's a really, really nice guy. And go give them some love if you haven't already. They're a really, really great sponsor. And we, the three of us collectively, believe in their product. They have good products. So we've all used it. It's good stuff. Accurate. Uh, you know, uh, accurate. accurate. <laughs> Pete, uh, you know, what's on your bench? Oh, you know, nothing. It's just kind of a oh. mellow week. It really was a, it was the last of the insane weeks at my job job. So I will now have a little more time to relax, but it, I basically finished the shelves and what I had a crazy? very, sorry, I know it's not, work, oh, it's, but what, uh, basically cause I work for, I, I do it for a hospital and we changed over a bunch of the systems that the doctors use for, uh, checking patient data and mm. no one knew about it because they did it last minute. So it's just been crazy and educate, re-educating <laughs> everyone on it. Yeah, yeah, this is a modern healthcare system. Woo! Anyways. The only way to do things is to do it last minute, in my opinion. Yeah. And to not tell yeah, you. The best. It forces you to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Adapt, overcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I finished the shelves that are, the cherry shelves that are going for, into our living room, except Sick. for one, which I had a, a noob moment or something had gone wrong. I was applying white bomb poly. I applied all of them all at the same time, and one of them just came out super streaky. And I don't know if I just got mm. – I was rushing it. And I left, like, big globs on there or what. I think it's because I reused the rag that was – it was in the poly from the day before. But the yep. other two came out flawlessly. That's that's the weird thing. So, anyways, I redid that. So, I fixed that, uh, that part. I completely finished sanding that stupid headphone stand that I decided to make that had way too many angles – and cleaning all that up. <laughs> now it's a stupid I'm, headphone stand. 
Yeah, it's, last week you're all proud of it and loved it. Now I'm it's proud like, of it. But <laughs> when I had to actually like get in there and clean all the glue up, I basically didn't oh. even sand it by hand. I cleaned almost the entire thing up with the sharpest chisels I had. And with an ArborTech bit. <laughs> with an ArborTech bit. <laughs> just and, power uh, carved I just it out ran it through my drum smoke. sander. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, I use a card scraper for a lot of it. I actually worked yeah, out really yeah. well with some of these angles. So mm-hmm. Cherry is actually, I've learned, really fun to work with. It's yes, a very, it it's a durable wood, but it works, it tools really nicely. So mm-hmm. I've enjoyed and that. Psst, all your scrap, all your cherry scraps, you can put in the smoker that you yeah. have. Guess what? Smoker's going right now, making some more ribs. Exactly. And that's literally in there. <laughs> it's all just like knots and like gnarly grain that I, is not <laughs> usable. So that's pretty much that. I'm just so happy to be finished with that headphone stand. And I'm excited because I got a new tool in the shop. And that tool is my new Canon M50 camera. Yay. The same one that Mike has. And Yay. oh my God, this thing is awesome. First of all, it's like really small. I don't know why mm-hmm. I was expecting. I went from like a DSLR uh, that I haven't used in years, but went from that to this. It's like, this feels too small to be this Do you good. Like it? And I started recording Do you like video. like how small it is? I love it. It's yeah. so compact. Dan, it's like, calm down. <laughs> Daniel. We get it, Dan. You have... Bigger cameras, no, and bigger lenses. Okay, don't shame me here. <laughs> don't I already see. Us. <laughs> I already have like an Amazon card full of stuff that I need to add to it. Uh, a lot of it inspired by Mike. He had some good ideas, and I'm just stoked to start recording with that thing. And with that, I can now officially start work on building and recording the mega flip top cart that I've been planning, which will have a drum sander on one end and my planner on the other, totaling a whopping. 260 pounds. Is that Dang. it? Yeah. It's, I, was, it's my, I honestly was thinking close to 300 pounds on that. <laughs> cool. Well, that here's the thing. Close this to is 300, isn't it? Tools only. <laughs> it's it's $160, uh, oh, that's uh, $160. 160-pound drum sander and a 100-pound planer. Just oh, tools only, plus the hardware. No, I and thought you said 216. Else, oh, no, no, I, no 260. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> That's crazy. But if you put a, you know, if I put a heavy board through that, I'm adding another 100 pounds. I got to make sure this thing holds up three, 400 pounds, especially the, the drum sander. I, I might put slabs through that and those are heavy suckers. So uh, excited to get started on that. I got some hardware coming in. Uh, I'm going to be using a three quarter inch pipe, which uh, I've done testing by bouncing on it with a friend oh, of mine and then with my dad. Three quarter inch pipe? Two. Long uh-huh. wings or vertical <laughs> <laughs> horizontal? <laughs> Perpendicular to the pipe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> like, you know, when someone tries to go through a door frame with a piece of lumber and they're trying to go sideways and they can't get it. Like my dog with a stick trying to come through the door. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, wrench is going to be very strong. That is going to handle that no problem. It's gonna, Yeah, it's going to hold it up. I'm stoked for that. And it's going to save me some room in my shop. So very excited. Cool. Anyways, enough about me. Dan, how are you doing this week? I'm good. Oh, oh, okay, Mike, how are you doing this week? <laughs> uh, this week, uh, well, I'm still working on that big desk, okay? Yep. But I, I have kind of taken a break from it because I had to get some smaller projects out. Uh, I had a, a client contact me, like, I want to say like Tuesday this week. We're recording on Sunday, which is Father's Day. Mm-hmm. She wanted hey, guys, a happy like Father's a, Day. A welcome sign for their front door that he had mentioned that he wanted, like as a joke that just said "yo" on it instead of "welcome." <laughs> and 
I so I made it. I had a another local woodworker CNC out the yo for me, which came out great. Thank you very much, Bill, the wood artisan. And uh, after I got it all finished, I had a walnut backer. I I was very proud of it. My wife walks through the shop and she goes, hey, "Have you hung that on the door yet to see how it you know how it looks?" Because it was kind of big. And I was like, no, I probably should. So I hung it on my door just to see how it would look in proportion. And yeah, 11th hour, I needed to make some adjustments and cut it down. But it, I still got it delivered and it still looks cool. That's cool. <laughs> and then uh, I had a pine slab in my shop that I've had just like laying around forever. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's been laying around, taking up space. So I'm like, you know what? I got some hairpin legs that I got like a year and a half ago, maybe even two nice. years ago. So I decided to run this pine slab through my drum sander, and it just butchered <laughs> my 80-grit paper. It's just trash now, so I need yeah. to go buy some more paper. But the slab is sanded now. <laughs> I'm just I'm imagining you make one of those videos where like someone puts a lot of care and work into this slab, finishes it presents it real nicely and then like throws it in a fire pit oh i should have done that (laughs) i really should have done that i'm it's really a bummer that your uh ten dollar slab ruined your twenty dollar uh sandpaper right (laughs) and your it's actually it was a free slab i got it from uh another guy he was gonna throw it out and burn it and i was like no i'll take that i can make something out of it let me let me do it what are you doing with it i just gonna throw some hairpin legs on it and put it on the facebook marketplace see if anybody wants it Oh, nice. It'll sell fast. Simple, simple. Pine does, pine looks cool. I mean, when you get like the right stuff on there, it looks just fine. Yeah, I'm not going to, I didn't stain it. I just sprayed it clear and yeah. I like how that looks. That's all. What do you got going on, Mike? Um, like I said earlier, I finished up a slab, uh, this slab bench that I've been working on. It was cedar. It's specifically deodor cedar. Um, it's a, my neighbor, has three of these de- or had three of these deodor cedars in his backyard last summer. He had one of them dropped and we spent a weekend slabbing it all up on my, with my chainsaw mill. So there's between me and him, there's 30 slabs or something like that of that. And then that same Goodness. weekend we slabbed up a sycamore tree too. So, um, sycamore is sick. Oh my gosh. Huh? I can't, I can't wait to show you these slabs. They're so I think gorgeous. It's, it's more sick than most woods. Yeah, it's sycamore. Sycamore. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's uh, couldn't help. <laughs> you couldn't. You literally, if you didn't say something, we'd have to end the show. Oh, um, I was vibrating. I had to say it. <laughs> go on. But the, but the, um, the uh, what is going to say here? Oh, the the deodor. I get the deodor cedar is actually closer to a cypress, based on what I've learned. So anyway, kind of interesting, but it has just a really interesting color and I think it looks really nice. Generally, I'm not a huge fan of, of cedar for the most part. I mean, a lot of people like it. It's more just a personal preference. I just think it dings too easy and it, um, I don't like how pink it is sometimes. Like it sometimes has just really wild reds and pinks in there. I'm not like a huge fan of that personally. I know a lot of people do, but, um, I just don't like it. Um, and then, but anyway, I finished that up. I got the legs on there from bear hollow. Uh, other people had asked what those legs are made of. They do look like old singer legs. They aren't cast iron though. They are actually cast aluminum. So they're very, very light, but they, 
are very mm-hmm. durable. They feel very strong. The way they finish it is very well done, and it just feels rock solid. And they're they're pre-drilled. They have pre-drilled holes that are slotted that affect, that accounts for wood movement. So they're just really nice. They're really that's nice. a nice touch. Yeah, it is. It really is sweet. They have nice slotted holes in them, and it feels really good. Um, and then I got them attached, and it just looks. I'm really happy with it. They're beefy legs. I put a two and a quarter inch slab on there, and it just looks really nice. So. Uh, finished that with Odie's. Uh, that was really nice. I hadn't done any, I'd used Odie's a couple times, but I hadn't done it on a large piece like that. And it just, it's really hard. It feels like butter. Like it, it feels amazing on that slab. I only, I took it to 320 and it just feels unreal. So really happy to get that done. And then this week I had picked up some walnut from my hardwood place and uh, about two weeks ago, and there were they had some sappy walnut they were trying to get rid of, and I like sappy walnut. I know it's less stable, but I actually really like the um, the um, <clears throat> the contrast. <laughs> I can't use words. I should get better at that since we're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> but, but I really like the contrast between the blondes and the chocolate. And this stuff was clearly air dried because it has some of the purple in there. You know, if it's kiln dried, it's always really consistent all the way through. Yeah. The air dried walnut yeah. has a lot of purples in there, uh, some greens. It looks really nice and it's got a lot of figures. So I'm really, really excited to put this shelf together. And that's that's what I was doing this week is finishing up the slab gluing up panels for the shelf and I got the shelf basically done last night. I just got to do the final sand and uh, the, the glue up, which is going to be super complicated and uh, my butt cheeks are going to be super clenched. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a real tight. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, I use the domino. There is uh 46 mortises in it for this, for this glue up. So it's relying heavily on the dominoes, to hold everything together because it's going to be hanging on a wall. I have a recess in the back for the French cleat. So you actually won't see it. The side panels are, uh, are actually there's, they're actually hiding the bat, the actual hanger part of it. So it's going to look really slick. And I did a, um, a little 16th inch reveal on the front, uh, that looks so good with the front. Pan. It's hard to explain on podcast, but, and then the, the top piece has an overhang. So it, it's going to look really sick. I'm really excited about it. Did you end up going with metal or wood for hanging it? I'm going to do wood. <clears throat> wood. Okay. Uh, yeah. Walnut or hickory? I'm doing or walnut. Walnut. No, I actually might use. You just got so much of it, right? <laughs> I, just of, I have so much walnut. Ah, I'm just burning it at this point. No, it's uh, I, I, I actually might go with hickory because I do have, some, my wife doesn't like hickory. <laughs> Which is a bummer what? because I love hickory. I know. I bought your some tools don't like it either because it's just so hard. I mean, whatever. That's their <laughs> job. They can get over it. But <laughs> but I, I bought some to make some stuff, and she's like, mm, "It's just too light." I'm like, "Ah, man, I love it." So uh, it's too bad. But I'll I'll probably I might use the hickory or the uh, hickory for the cleat. So that stuff's really strong. So that's actually probably the best route. Um, yeah, watching you assemble that whole thing with dominoes was the first time where I was really like, "Okay, I need a domino." Because, like, you had everything dry-fitted together without a single clamp on it. And I was like, man, that alone right there is just so nice. It is. It's nice being able – and I bought I, – Dan had recommended um, Tay Tools. I think it's Tay Tools for the cheaper yeah. dominoes. Yeah. And uh, they're fine. They're, they were they're, great. They're same, yeah, they were great. They're beach. They're just like the, the Festal ones. Um, it comes in, like, a giant peanut butter jar. Which uh, I prefer. Full- yeah, I actually, I actually bags. really like using my sustainer. I mean, whatever. I really like keeping in my sustainer, to be honest. But uh, 
the bottom line is, is they're dirt cheap and they work really well. And I really like them because they seem to sand a little easier for your dry. Cause I sand down the dominoes for the dry fit. I'll sand them down real quick so that they, I sand them down just a little bit so they can pop out real easily. And then I just save those one for dry fits for later. Oh, so I, I oh. sanded down the ribbing and you can just pop them in there. And then later on when I do the, the actual fit, I'll put unsanded ones in there. So it makes it real easy for popping in and I don't have to pull them out with pliers because they're really tight fit. Yeah, that's with, an oh, interesting really? idea. I never thought of that. No, it works really good, Dan. I've got a whole pile of number fives and sixes that I've sanded down for. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I bought those those Tay Tool ones that you had recommended because they're cheaper, but they yeah, also sand a little. they're about half the price, I want to say. Uh, it's actually, I think it's more than that. I think it's more, less than half the price. It's a, it's a really good price. So if you're like batching through a ton of them, they're really good. And I don't really know how they can. <clears throat> I did notice that, you know, more of them weren't fitting properly. Uh, you know, than I was with the, fe- than I got with my festival package, but I've also only done like a few things with this thing. So I'm not like a great so- resource for that. Uh, but it's not, it's not such an issue that it's not worth having those. They're really, it's a really good tip from Dan. Um, those Tay tool ones are really cheap, but yeah, I mean, it really is a great, great tool. Uh, if you're wanting to do furniture stuff, I mean, there's guys, we won't go into the domino conversation, <laughs> but we've done it before, but yes, um, it was really fun. It's it's a lot of layout and a lot of markup, and you cannot mess it up. Um, it'll screw up. I mean, there's play for sure, but you really do need yeah. to have <clears throat> things tight. Otherwise, you can have a, a gap in your joint, and it just doesn't look great. So, Oh, I guess I'll put out some APBs on some Festal Dominoes and see if I can get one. Yeah, you should. Got to check out Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Peer pressure. God. Uh, I guess uh, before we jump into voicemails, yeah. I just wanted to say something. Which I, I said it earlier, but Dan was really loud. He talks so loud. Uh, <laughs> hey, happy so Father's much. Day. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, bro. Happy Father's Day, Dan. Ha- happy, happy Father's, Father's Day, Day boys. Thanks, buddy. Don't say Happy not a Father's Day to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a pet? No. Well, well, what I have is disposable income because I don't have a kid. hey <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Must be nice. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, let's move um, on. Yeah, let's not get sad. Um, nah, let's, let's get into voicemails. Let's jump into some voicemails here. This uh, this first voicemail is from Patrick Snoke from New Jersey. Uh, he is asking about finishing fumes. Hey, guys. Patrick from New Jersey again. Calling to ask how you keep finishing fumes from entering your house, given that they're attached to your garage. Thanks. See ya. Sorry, my dog wants in. <laughs> um, well, Dan, I mean, you do uh, the most finishing, and but I know your answer already. So uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to switch over to a mostly water-based spray finish because it doesn't come with those fumes. Um, but when I, on the rare occasions these days, when I do use something that's oil-based, like a wipe-on poly, it just I can't keep it out of the house. Unfortunately, it's yeah. just so overwhelming. I, I've tried and I'm I'm losing, so that's why I'm switching to water base. One of the reasons. What about Pete? you, Mike? Oh, or me. Pete? I'll go. I'll I don't go. care. I'll Mike go. go. I'll go. go at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, D- Pete, go. You and me at the same time. <laughs> okay. So what I do this. is, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, um, go. I agree with Dan. Uh, I mean, obviously, certain times you just need to use an oil finish, uh, and you just can't really get around it. You need to do everything you can. I have. I'll open up my shop. 
I'll, I, I have my two garage doors and I have in my old shop a double door that I can open up and it actually creates a really good uh, air movement through there. And that really does help a lot. Um, but it's getting hot and that's not really going to be an option unless I do it early in the morning or late in the evening, um, which realistically I do most of my finish work in the evening anyway. So I can usually open up worst case scenario, but I'm trying to move away from high VOC caustic finishes as much as I can. I've been trying, I used Odie's oil. Like I said, that's just that I want to put that in my beard. It smells so good. It's amazing. (laughs) Like that stuff's amazing. There's other options like walrus oil is really good too. That stuff smells really good. I use that furniture butter. I would say that it's very similar to Odie's in terms of finish. I, you know, it doesn't last nearly as long. I had to go through like almost the entire jar of that stuff just to finish my one in in table. Um, Rubio smells like apple pie to me. Right. That Rubio is supposed great. to be good. I want to, you know, really? I need to try Rubio. Oh. There's, there's so many options now that there's so many good natural products you can use that do give you a, a good finish. But I mean, sometimes you just have something that's going to get beat to crap. Like, I feel like a coffee table, you almost really got to go with a poly on it because it's just going to get beat up. But they have water poly, like Dan's saying. I mean, water poly's, you know, it's looks great. durable. It's durable. It's just, it's not quite as strong, but it's very strong. And it, it really is a good product. I mean, I, I mean, I have the same answer as Dan. I shouldn't have gone so long. I should have just said same and then went, thrown it to Pete. So, Pete. No, no, no. It's ditto. You have to say ditto. Yeah, right, that's ditto. our word. Ditto, ditto. We've copyrighted that. What's up, Pete? <laughs> uh, so I I stay away from I, – I don't do a lot of spraying. I have a sprayer, but I've – you know, I usually save that for larger projects, and that is an outdoor-only activity. Uh, as for inside, you know, I usually try to stick to, like, what you guys are saying, low VOC stuff. The wipe-on poly isn't too bad, so usually it doesn't really travel into the house. And literally beyond my shop doors, six feet across from that is where I sleep. Uh, the bedroom is very close to the garage door. So we don't really have too many issues with that. But what I like to do is run the, I have an air purifier that I'll run while that's happening because all this stuff is, is simply just particles in the air. So you want to try to, if you can get the air moving and at least some of it getting trapped in the filter, that's definitely going to help. But then you're, you're having to be careful with it because you don't want to be kicking up dust and then having to ruin your finish. So, uh, my air purifier is on one side of the shop and I finish on the other side of the shop and it, does seem to help a little bit. Uh, as for the uh, kind of the, the, you know, you use Oli's oil. One thing I tried recently is a, uh, I think it's uh, it's from Howard's. It's like a wax it all. They have like a furniture wax yeah. type thing. It's like a mm-hmm. finish. They they sent me a sample of it. So I used it on a smaller workpiece and it looked really nice. It smells amazing because it's just like beeswax and a lot of other fun stuff in it. So that's very pleasant to apply. I think that's like when you were working with Oli's and some of these other ones. Uh, but I definitely see myself going to water-based finishes for a lot more stuff uh, because I really I, like I don't like applying some of these oils that I have. I have half-finished cans of you know polyurethane and some different oils in the uh, in my little cabinet, and I don't want to use them because they stink. And God forbid spraying some some stuff, it smells really bad, especially Did, if you're in a small space. Didn't we all? All three of us get like that tongue oil deal recently. Mm-hmm. We all have like a gallon of tongue oil. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, it's, that's uh, a little inside joke. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be. I that. actually returned mine because I was hoping for that actual gallon of it that was supposed to be. But I should have returned mine and now it's just, it's on my shelf now permanently. Yeah, I'll probably same. Just give it I still tongue have oil. tongue oil. So, but yeah, that's, my, that's what I would use. Yeah. 
I think we're and all... air it out. Open a garage door. Anytime you can, just open a garage door. I know it's hot. You know what? Spray it. Yeah, Better than, than it being cold. I don't so have the luxury okay. of an AC in my shop, so my garage doors are always open anyway. You, you need to do that now that you have the nice circuits in there. There's so many things you yep. need to do. Oh, I, I know. But, you know, <laughs> that other big purchase we made kind of has my wife clamping down <laughs> on the things that I buy. Doesn't, like, doesn't that trailer have AC? Yes, it does. Just turn it on and run a hose. I'll just back it up to the yeah, back it up to the shop. (laughs) (laughs) Problem solved, buddy. All Um, right, there we go. Yeah, I think that answers that. Uh, You know, just also for your own health, keep your ventilation in there because you (laughs) breathe too much of that stuff. Uh, You're gonna stop remembering how to use words. Uh, This (laughs) next one is from the Condorosa crew. This is Deborah, I believe. Is it Deborah Condorosa? Debbie. Debbie Condorosa sent this in from uh, Condorosa Creations. This is a good question. We like this one. Hey, this is Debbie from Condorosa Creations. I just had a quick question here. Um, How important to you um, and your brand is customer packaging? Um, I know as makers, we spend all these hours making and designing these beautiful creations for our customers. Um, Do you think it matters on how your packaging appears in relation to your product? I know for myself, I kind of stress out about when my paper's not folded right or the bow isn't straight, but do you think does that matter or should we just be focusing on the quality of our product? Um, Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? And thanks as always for taking our questions and um, we love this community and we're super happy to be a part of it. Thanks again and happy Father's Day. I'll take this one real quick. Um, I think we're all probably pretty similar. In answers, but for like large projects, I don't think it's not, I mean, it's just not necessary. What are you going to do? Put that in a giant, put a giant bow on there. Um, I think for, and I think in the holidays when a lot of woodworkers get wrapped up in the cutting board game. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, right. I think in the holidays, we all kind of get caught in the cutting board game. I think for me, I really like those things to be packaged up really well. My wife helps me a lot with that. I don't actually do it. Um, she does a really good job. We wrap it in twine. I have some labels with coffee custom builds on there. And I, I always include a, uh, care kit with all my cutting boards from walrus oil. And, um, I, I just send that out as a package. My wife takes care of that. It looks really great. A lot of the times when I make a sale in the holidays, well, my one year of holidays having to do it, all those were all gifts. Uh, they were gifts for people. So I try to make them look like a gift for that, but if I'm making something that's for a customer, I don't really sweat it. I don't think that anyone, I guess, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I guess when I get something and it comes in a nice package, I think that's really nice that they did that. But when I don't get it, I don't think what a dirt bag. Why didn't they wrap that up? I don't think like anything bad about it. I just, it's just not a big deal to me. You know, uh, when, when you I just get an it. Amazon box, with right. The product inside it. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> don't think about it. That's not a detriment. And I, and I don't know that the packaging being nice is enough of a positive for me to go, you know, I'm going to buy from this person again, kind of a thing. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's not a, enough of a win, but I do it. I do it myself. Pete, what about you? Well, for me, so on, Two fronts. So with the 3D printing, I always make sure that everything's wrapped up with care and all the pieces that could potentially break or, um, you know, go through a bag if it's something pointy or things like that. So it's not really pretty, but I try to make sure that everything's in there. I always throw in a sticker in there. I know Dan does the same. Um, and, <laughs> you know, if there needs to be any instructions for 
something, I try to add that in there. For example, I, I 3D print a couple of things that actually take a screw and I even just ordered a pack of a thousand screw, uh, little screw bags. So I can put the screws in there in a nice little bag and it kind of feels like a kit, like you're getting something together. Mm. So I totally get that. But aside from that, it's just a gray envelope that you're getting, a padded envelope. As for the cutting boards, I, I always like the idea of like cutting board felt like kind of going to a butcher shop. So I have a giant roll of like brown butcher paper Same. and that's what I wrap them all in. I started this, uh, this Christmas, I actually started wrapping the, uh, the cutting boards in, um, even when they sit out for a while, the oil tends to penetrate into the, uh, the paper. So sometimes I'll wrap it with plastic and then, or like with a, I'll put them in a bag, depending if I have the bags for it. And then wrap it with that, put a little twine on it. Um, you know, if the bow's not perfect, it's fine. It's just a twine bow. And on it, it has almost like a gift, uh, little booklet. So it's just like a little card and it has my logo on the front, care instructions, uh, on the, you know, on the inside and then some stuff on the back, like a thank you. Or I think it has also has like the established date for my, my shop. As for larger projects, I've only done this once that I got the idea from, I think Mark Spagnuolo mentioned it once years ago on his podcast. And that's, if you're building a larger piece of furniture, um, this is like a figurative bow on the project. If you have enough scrap wood to maybe like make a cutting board, like just a quick, dirty, simple cutting board to give someone with a table that they ordered from you. Hey, this is made from the rest of this. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And I, I always thought that was like, wow, that's a really cool idea. And I did that once with a project I did. I did like a cabinet and basically with the scraps, I, I ended up making a little cutting board and I appreciated it. It was like a, I mean, it was small. You can like, it's like a bar board almost. It's an 18 by 36. Yeah. Just like, you know, Yep. In grain. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Alternating. It's chaos board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's my answer. I, I do idea. try to take a little care with it because I think it's uh, it just adds to the experience. It, like like Mike said, it's you don't notice it when it's not there, but you definitely notice it when it's there. What about Damn. you, Dan? So I I make a lot of bigger projects, so I don't sweat, you know, mm-hmm. packaging, obviously. Makes sense to me, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to package up a 14-foot desk. Just not <laughs> like those Lexus commercials during the holidays where the white oh, put the giant the bow, bow on it. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. Um, that ain't me, dog. Right? <laughs> but when I do smaller projects, just like the other other fellows here, uh, like cutting boards around the holidays, I'll I'll wrap it with twine, put a little label on it with my logo, care instructions, um, and like Mike, I provide uh, cutting board oil. But I provide the stuff that I make because yep. I'm a little better than Mike. Mm. Um, Wonderful, <laughs> Mister Wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't sweat packaging too much. I let the quality of my work do m- most of the talking. And if I'm going to ship it, you know, my main my main priority is making sure it gets there in one Safety. piece. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Cool. I think we're all cool. basically on the same page, except for Pete, of course. He has to be different and go one up, one step above, of course. I'm sorry. He just made his own oil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I think everyone has their different ways. I think, I think you don't need to – it depends. I guess if you're doing kind of a boutique shop where you're selling more like exclusively cutting boards, the, the – what would you define those as? Those aren't like home decor, kitchenware stuff, the bottle yeah. opener type yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing like exclusively those, I think it probably is a really good idea uh, to to package those nicely and get those on when you're selling through Etsy and stuff like that. I think that's mm-hmm. probably a really good idea. It gets uh oh yeah, it's definitely a good idea. It's, it's just an, 
a, an extra time suck. Right, right. Yep. If you're... Anyway, I think that answers that question. Yeah. <laughs> we don't go any deeper into that. This next call is from Josh the Dad. Never He's heard of gonna, him. Me neither. Who? I don't know why I did that weird impression. Um, I, he's uh, going to ask about what we listen to in the shop. Hey guys, it's Josh the Dad of Josh the Dad One of the Big IG coming at you with another question for the week. Not necessarily about woodworking, but more about the shop. So here's my question What do you listen to while you're in the shop? Music? Hard rock? Classic rock? Grunge? A little country, a little western, a little bluegrass, mmm, jazz. There you go. That'll get your woodworking on. But, you know, so many people that you see now have TVs in their shop. Hmm, I do. Do you watch YouTube? How do you watch YouTube while working on woodworking? I mean, seriously, aren't you afraid you're going to cut your thumb off if you're trying to pay attention to what you're watching, to on, watching on YouTube? Huh, man, tongue twister. But, hey, I can't listen to podcasts. No offense, I love listening to the podcast, especially yours. <laughs> wink, wink, not done. Yep. And, but I can't focus while working in the shop and listening to podcasts because people are talking. I want to hang on every word they have to say. I want to get it. I want to get it all, but I can't pay attention. So I got to listen to music. So I kind of vary. What do you guys listen to? Have a good one. Pete. Well, I usually, it all depends on what I'm doing. I guess if I'm doing some stuff or if I'm cleaning up the shop or doing stuff like applying finish, I'll put on a podcast. Because that I can focus on. Or, or an audiobook. I do love a good audiobook. If I'm doing, if I know I'm going to be turning the saw and the dust collection on and off and I'm milling lumber, I'm putting on music. Because I don't care if I miss parts of a song. That's, you know, and, and usually my go-to is kind of, I'm, I'm all over. I like to explore the, literally the explore page of Apple Music. But my go-to is usually 90s stuff. Either like 90s rock or 90s hip-hop or whatever. Alanis Morissette. A, a lot of Alanis Morissette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big Hanson fan. <laughs> and, uh, I only, see you only, oiling a board. <laughs> only half kidding. Two boards. <laughs> we regularly, by the way, we regularly go to 90s night uh, pre-corona. Uh, me and Emma. So we, you know, we love our 90s music. But I try to listen to that. Uh, as for the putting YouTube on, so I haven't really I've had a TV in a shop for a while, but until I got the Apple TV in there, I wasn't really watching YouTube. Now that I have it in there, anytime something's on that TV, I might as well just be sitting on a couch. Nothing's getting done. I'm literally just standing there in front of my workbench, like half done with whatever I was doing. No wonder the finish came out crappy on that thing. I was probably watching a video. But yeah, especially when I put on Mike and Dan, I just get lost in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan? You just got a TV in there. Yeah, like I'll watch YouTube videos, but it's mainly for background noise and to help support my friends, you know, get them a couple views and and then maybe I can uh, focus on it later. Um, I'm not really focusing on what I'm watching usually, but I have been putting up uh, like classic action movies lately in the shop and I'll just kick back and watch TV in the shop. And my wife is like, this is just like your man cave now, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, I kind of <laughs> enjoy it out here. Um, as far as music goes, uh, I'm all over the map. I'll listen to anything except Mbop. I won't listen to that. <laughs> um, I've, I've been That's really nice. digging like, so I listen to Pandora and you can just pick an artist and then I'll play all around the same artist. And I've been listening to a lot of the Macklemore station on Pandora. <laughs> Like a newer, what is that, hip-hop? I enjoy that. And podcasts. I only listen to one podcast. 
and that's wood talk. Wood talk. Hobbies. No, if you're not listening to our podcast in the shop, shame on you. Yeah. No. I I listen to all sorts of things, watch whatever. I just try to get lost in it and not cut my <laughs> thumb off. Meanwhile, we're trying to like focus and then he's like, yeah, I just want to get lost. <laughs> I wear flip-flops I- in the shop. Why not just oh, be unsafe God, at all the things? Such a hazard. We're not going to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> Mike. Um, Usually it's just music. I usually just try to have music going and then I have my Alexa control it because I can tell her to stop it and pause it while I'm because when I'm recording, I don't want any noise going in the background, so I stop that. I have really loud speakers in there, so I can crank them, get them going. Last night, I didn't really record a whole lot. I just had music going, and I had a good time. So it was a lot of rap last night. It's usually rap, punk, uh, folk music, bluegrass. I don't. I really don't like country. I don't I ever I have country you. going. Huh? I knew I liked you. Um, metal. Is now a bad time to tell you guys I like country? No, you can like country. It doesn't make any difference yeah, that you have bad opinions. Um, so, <laughs> I like no, I, some country. I just can't stand when country singers start rapping. That's just I'm done. <laughs> is that a thing? That's oh, a thing. it is. Oh, is no. A- yes. What happened? <laughs> they uh, ran out of we ideas. Don't know. Huh? Um, yeah, no, I don't. I, it's usually music for me, but I have a TV in there. Sometimes, like, like Pete said, when there's a. Um, if I'm sanding. I can throw on my air. I have an Apple TV in my shop, so I can throw on my AirPods and I can put the show on and I can do my, my whatever quiet function I'm doing. And I can just sit there and watch a show. I'm just zoning out. So TV is really nice. Obviously it's good for YouTube when you're going through a, uh, a new procedure that you're, I don't know. I'm sure everyone does it. Hop on YouTube. I don't know how to do this one thing. I'm going to throw it up on YouTube. That's what it's so nice for. Um, I want to get a quick walkthrough. Like when I was doing, I did the dovetails, when I was starting to learn the dovetails, I uh, was watching the Matt Estlia video. I watched that about 80 times, and uh, that's what got me through doing dovetails. So, uh, you know, things like that are really helpful when there's any function you've never done before. Um, but really, it's uh, it's almost never podcasts, to be honest, because I really do like to listen, especially because the podcasts I listen to, um, I mean, you know, the shop sounds, there's We Built a Thing, we interact with those guys and I want to be able to actually speak knowledgeably about their podcast. Yeah. I don't want to be like, Hey, listen to the show. And they're like, Oh, what'd you think about this? I'm like, Oh man, oh, that was yeah. great. Bud. <laughs> I, don't want to feel that I, I think it was just all great. Part. It was all really oh, good. Favorite part, I just, if I had to say which part was my favorite, I'd have to say the whole thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I want to be able to like tell them what actually I actually, that I actually listen. So whenever uh, I'm driving or whenever I'm working, I, I listen to podcasts. It's just too hard in the shop. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. I think that's pretty similar answers for the most part. We should probably just start using the word ditto more. Um, we probably ditto. should. <laughs> it be a lot shorter show. Yeah. We don't, we gotta, we gotta fill time. I think that's it for the voicemails, right? Or do we have this, one more? No, we got one more voicemail from Patrick oh, Snoke. It's, uh, he had a very specific scenario he wanted <laughs> to ask about. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Patrick from New Jersey. I'd like to play a new game called F-Hole, Mary Kill. And for our first round, we're going to do Pocket Holes, Pine, and Dovetails. <laughs> I want yeah. to go first. All right. <laughs> mm. Can I go first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, F-Hole, Pocket Hole. 
They both have the hole. That seems obvious. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Kill pine, obviously, because it killed my drum sander sand paper. Drum sander sandpaper <laughs> a couple days ago. And Mary dovetails. I mean, I think we all have the same answer for it's this. It's gotta be. <laughs> it has to be. I'm gonna say ditto to Dan. Pete, what's your answer? Pete looks exasperated. If you you guys can't see him, but he looks like Dude, he's this really is my putting a lot of wheels are turning. Into silly call yeah. that he needs to. <laughs> well, I'd say f hold the dovetails because yeah, it's it's hot, it's sexy, everyone's doing it. But you know what? It's high maintenance and you know all that. <laughs> uh, definitely, yeah. F-holding kill kill pine. dovetails for reals. <laughs> Well, that refers to which one would you? Oh, never mind. You guys know the game. Um, oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely kill pine, kill pine, and uh, and then you know, marry pocket holes. I think it's uh, yeah, they're boring. Yeah, it's the easy thing out. You know, the easy answer, but they'll be there for you always. They'll always be there for you. Jeez. That is not why I married my wife. It, she wasn't the easy way out. I'm just I want to throw that out there. <laughs> oh God, Emma's gonna listen to this. Yeah. I love you. I'm sure you don't want to like do radio. You might want to revise, buddy. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> so is this oh, going to become like a weekly segment? I love I this know. question. We'll, <laughs> we'll get random. The Ethel Mary Kill <sighs> segment, which will be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that being a segment. Oh, yes, oh. I do. I love it. Patrick, give us three options every week. Or <laughs> other people could send options. Oh, yeah. Anyone can send an options. But for Patrick Apple, gets Mary credit Kill? for it. Are we gonna have to add that in the show order now? F hole Mary Kill. Let's <laughs> get like, it into the show now. <laughs> right after the sponsor, before the what's on the bench. Yeah, yeah. We'll do <laughs> maybe not that close to the sponsor. Yeah, maybe we. Uh, maybe we need to separate sponsor. it just a little bit. <laughs> we won't have the F hole Mary Kill. But speaking of that, we have a we have a uh, giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it sounds uh, like a joke. <laughs> Russell will find this funny. Uh, 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 we actually have a giveaway. We're actually gonna be doing a few giveaways uh, over the next few weeks. And this giveaway is brought to you by Macbeth Hardwoods. Uh, Macbeth, I work with directly. They're great. And they wanted to work with us on the podcast, which is really awesome of them. Yes. Uh, they are going to be sponsoring a giveaway for the f- upcoming weeks. And this week, well, I guess next week, what is it? This w- episode's giveaway is going to be a jar of Odie's oil, which Ooh. I just used this last week. And, you know. Am not- I allowed to enter? No. Oh, damn. Uh, we'll am I allowed to oil. enter for Pete? Mm, yes, actually. Oddly enough, enter? you are. <laughs> you guys found a loophole. No, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get you guys some Odie's oil for sure. But um, but yeah, thank you to Macbeth for sponsoring this giveaway. That was a great idea, Rusty. Thank you, man. We really appreciate that. But the important thing for the takeaway on this is you need to know this code word. And that code word is painted walnut. That's two words, but yes. The- the Secret. code words are painted what? walnut. Which is our the favorite code thing. Phrase. Code phrase. Thank you. Code Rewind. Phrase. I'm going to edit all this out. Everything's going to get fixed in the, sh- in the post. He won't. The code phrase <laughs> is painted walnut. So we need you to email us at anotherwoodshoppodcast at gmail.com or DM us on the Another Woodshop Podcast Instagram account. You need to send us the phrase painted walnut. Send us that phrase. You'll be entered. entered. We'll randomly pick a winner, and they will get a jar of Odie's oil sent to them. Damn. Again, thank you to Macbeth. That is super awesome of them. That is a really great get, and we really appreciate them. Awesome, awesome. 
So, on to the next segment here, which will be, what, written-in questions? Yeah, yeah, we had a very special one getting written in, right? Yes, we did. And you know what? Here's the really funny thing. Oh, never mind. My uh, nope. my thing went away, but I got it here. So, we, <clears throat> we're going to mention his name, and we won't go into the details on it, but Nathan Hodgson wrote us a very, very nice letter. And we won't go into it because it's very touching. Yeah, nice is not the right word. It's not enough. It's very touching. And it was, uh, you know, it had me choked up. I was, dude, almost almost like tears in my eyes. It was was so It was pretty tough to read. But we, we won't go too deep into it. But Nathan, thank you for the very... Very touching letter. It was really nice of you, and and we all we all saw the email at the same time and collectively yep, yep. wrote each other. And we're like, holy moly! So really appreciate that man a lot. Um, if you want us to share that information, uh, let us know. I we assume you don't, um, yeah. but if you'd just, like us to go into it, we will. Just to give some context, us, he's yeah, he's going some through some tough time yeah uh, in his life. Um, you know, and and basically we he said that you know we've kept him entertained and and he's really enjoyed the show and. It's helped him through it, and just that, just it broke my heart. I was so yeah. it it made my day to read that. Yeah, um, thank you. It for was very sad. Summarizing was, that, Pete, that was good. It felt so good to like, like know that you guys are that uh, that we mean so much to you guys because you guys anything mean so to much anyone. to us. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, just, that we mean anything to anyone. Yeah, this right. this is just three guys talking to each other every week, and we we just like talking to each other. We talk pretty much every day, and yeah, uh, the day. fact that we can share that with you guys is just it touches my heart. Yeah, for sure. But he so also had a question. He had a question, right. And um, basically, it's about horsepower. He, he His question was, when it comes to horsepower for tools, what's the minimum slash maximum you would recommend? Uh, maximum? Is there... <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing. <laughs> that, there's no ceiling. I'd go as high as you can. But um, for minimum, it really depends on the application. Um, all of my... Well, aside from... My jointer's three horsepower... <clears throat> uh, it really depends on the size of the cutter head for that, but they're all going to be scaled properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing based on this question, you're kind of more talking about smaller tools though, because larger tools are generally powered for their intended purpose for the most part, I would say. I wouldn't know that, I think, I don't know, is that an ac- inaccurate an inaccurate statement that a, a larger tool would be empower- improperly powered? No, well, I mean, it's hard to my- say because I feel like I, I never think of horsepower when it comes to really small tools. The smallest tool I can think of is like a hand or like a router, a two-handed router. router. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And those are usually like three-quarter horsepower I think is like the floor I would go with. I think that's... Three-quarter is the minimum? No. No, no, but I, I would... Wait, am I thinking... Because my- mine is one horsepower. Three-quarter is the ceiling. <laughs> I think that's the highest one you can get in, until you get into a shaper. No, my... Is it? I want to say my Bosch router is my Bosch is two and a quarter. My sixteen seventeen is two and a quarter. So the the power the Porter cable and the Tritons are three and a quarter. That's massive. Yeah. Um. I think Matabo has a three and a quarter as well. I don't. No, I was no. saying three quarter. Oh, like, I thought you said three and a quarter. I'm sorry. No, I was like, oh, wait, three quarter. What, I was we're like, all I have, confused. I have like a monster. <laughs> sorry, yeah, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I three quarter is like I think like fairly. I mean, it also depends on the motor. I mean, you have a three-quarter uh, horsepower router, and that might be plenty for you. But then there's also larger motors that are also three-quarter horsepower that are running larger tools. That's why you're like it's, me, and you have a, a collection of like seven routers. 
It's a different, I mean, for different applications, they have different types of motors and the horsepower means totally different things on these things. I can't explain what it is, but I know that my three and a quarter horsepower plunge router is not as powerful as my one and three quarter horsepower table saw. It's oh, just correct. not. It's different. I mean, the the momentum, the velocity, everything's all different about it. Um, and like you said, you look within each category because it, it, the most tools are going to be properly, like, let's be real. Even a basic, from a good brand, a basic router uh, is going to be powerful enough to do its job. But you might bog it down with some harder wood. And, you know, if you start throwing some hickory through there, you might get some burning, especially if you got a bad bit. Uh, same thing with uh, a joiner. You know, if you have a six inch joiner, usually they don't have a ton of horsepower in them. But then, you know, a, a table saw, the, like same thing with the contractor saws. I think they're usually one and three quarter, one and a half horsepower. Uh, you know, I have a three horsepower, uh, 220 volt. There it is. I knew we'd know. get there. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> table saws. Whatever. You've got one too. <laughs> I don't have three horsepower. Not yet. Nope. Oh. oh. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think it's all, it'll, I mean, it's all, I, I have a one and three quarter horsepower table saw and it does great. I've never, anything same. I've ever done, it's, I, I, you see people throw these unreasonable scenarios at a tool that they're never going to actually do. Be like, oh, it's bugging down. Yeah. Yeah. You're running, you know, four inch thick babinga through it. When yeah. are you going to ever cut four inch thick babinga? You really, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, your table saw blade can't even go that high. So it just, most of the time, it's not even the horsepower. It's the cutter head, the blade, the yes. bit. Most of us are running stupid little cheap, you know, box sets of blades, whether they're four center bits or router bits. We all started with those. We all still have some in our shop. Definitely. It's when you start buying things individually is when you start seeing a difference. Same thing with, you know, a joiner. If you have dull teeth or they're, you ran some pine through it and they're dirty, you got to clean those. Same thing with a table saw blade. If you're right. running a $20, blade through a thousand dollar uh table saw you're you know if it's a if it's a crappy blade and it's dirty you're not going to get good performance and you can get really good performance out of those job site saws i know because i used that for 10 years and it was amazing but i kept putting fresh blades into it anytime i could right right i have the one and three quarter horsepower saw stop and i've i've been cutting eight quarter walnut with it with no problem you just, yeah, it, it just I, yeah. it really comes down to the blade and the speed and which you push yeah. push it through as well. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see issues with smaller like quarter shank trim routers and stuff. You might run into power issues with those. I think there's a, a ceiling on what you can actually perform with those smaller trim routers. But yeah. those aren't for that work if you're trying to do that anyway. If the if the trim router is bogging down, you probably just need to get a plunge router and something that has a bigger motor because that's not the tool for the job. You want something with a bigger shank. So. Um, I think we kind of really answered that question. It really is dependent on the tool. And I think for the most part, the tools are properly powered for what they should be using, what you should be using them for. So um, why don't you guys grab the next question? Oh, well. Definitely under the bus big time. I'll do the uh, next one, actually. Uh, We got a question from Lee at Regal Street uh, Woodshop, excuse me, which we really appreciate, man. Thank you so much. the he asked how much consideration do you put into hashtags seek out trending what about tags and stories we are actually not going to answer that question on the show we those kind of specific social media growth questions we are going to save for patreon and patreon episodes um which we are going to hopefully have patreon figured out this week 
Uh, we have some questions out to our tax guys about how we need to do things. We won't go into the behind the scenes stuff with that, but we need to get some things set up. Um, and Patreon is something that we've had folks tell us they would yeah, like to see from us some interest. So, uh, I mean, I would say more than some interest. There's significant interest enough for us to spend time to actually figure it out. Right. And we will make it very cheap, uh, like really cheap. And it'll be, it'll feel very, very affordable, whatever the thing is. We're going to make it available. We're going to have more information available. We'll have merch. There's going to be things. We'll, we'll announce more of that throughout the week. So we really appreciate that very much that there's any interest in that. Um, but those kind of specific social media growth questions will be held off for uh, Patreon. Uh, we'll have other things available too. We'll, we'll talk more to that soon. So look forward or look to uh, hearing from us on that very, very soon. So cool. let's jump into the next one when you guys want to grab one. Yeah, should uh, you know what? Let's we have a couple actually from Matt over at Surf Pig. Uh, we can actually fly through some of these because we've kind of discussed some of it, but and then. Some of it I can't even answer. And we're pushing but, up the 53-minute mark anyways, or 52-minute yeah. mark here, so we could probably just jump, jam through a few of these real quick. Yeah, so, so let's do it. So uh, first one he was asking, you know, he says, uh, great information on the podcast. Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Uh, he had a thought the other day about buying wood from Facebook and Craigslist. What is a good price to pay for the lumber? I'm sure, sure it will vary from state to state. But uh, is there a good way to know if you're not getting ripped off? So uh, I'll just kind of start on that. I get a good amount of my lumber i've gotten good amount of my lumber through uh, craigslist and facebook marketplace there's always deals to be found there's always someone with a chainsaw mill or someone like in my most recent case someone just moving out of a house they've been in for 30 years and have 30 year old dried cherry slabs in them and they just need to move them and that's when you get really nice deals because you'll know when you're paying for like multiple boards for less than a hundred dollars basically um a good way to like price it out however is look at what a you know if you're in an area where there's a lot of people selling wood online see what they're offering uh look at the pictures if it's really naughty and crappy looking they look kind of bent up or really dirty um or where they're stored if they're stored in like mud outside you might not want to jump on that deal but if they look like they're neatly stacked on a rack or under a tarp uh, that's usually a green light for me and if you have a lumber yard in your area or at least in the vicinity within an hour or two that has a price list uh, listed online or a local yard boards and beam has literally a price page on their site, not all lumber yards do, that's always a good reference. If you're paying less per board foot than those guys are offering, that's a steal. Jump on it and grab whatever you can. Uh, what do you guys think? Damn. I agree to everything Pete just said. But if you're going to buy from the Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, I would invest in a decent moisture meter, Good you know, something from like Wagner meters or something, um, because you don't want to be buying something that that's still wet and working with it unknowingly. Mm-hmm. I've done that in the past. It doesn't work out too well. Hot tip. There you go. Mike. Yeah, I'm actually my next YouTube video is actually about moisture meters. Boom. There <laughs> no you go. Joke. Um, that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, but yes, I agree with Dan. You literally don't know what you're getting. And that goes, that's true with a, a, a lumber yard too. Right. I mean, you, you don't can, know what you, a, a moisture meter is really important in a shop if you're dealing with wood. You could be getting cherry slabs from somebody that has kept them in their basement for 30 years. Right. And they say they're dry, but you don't know don't that, know that that basement that is. is not. Flooded basement or something. 70% right. humidity at all times. Right. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. For me, I mean, there's no like easy way to answer this except for two. You really do need to know how much different species go for in your area. Kind of a general idea about what those things cost. Um, And you don't even have to look on – I mean, you can just call a lumberyard around you and say, hey, how much is walnut per board? Oh, yeah. And then you just, they'll just tell you how much it is for their price. And if you do the, ma- the math on there and it's the same price, it's probably not worth it because you don't know where it's coming from and you don't know what history it is. It's more of a controlled environment at a lumber yard. Um, the only other thing, though, is if they're offering you a walnut for $8 a board foot, you might be able to walk out of there with it for $4 a board foot from the, uh, from the random people selling it on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. So there's considerations to be made there. Um, last year, a cabinet shop was moving. And I bought a car trailer, like a big car trailer load of random wood for $100. Um, about 50% of that was unusable garbage that I burned. And of the 50% that was good, about 60% of that was softwoods. Most of that I've given away or burned. But the 40% of it, of that, was uh, good usable hardwood that I still have some left over now. And I paid $100 for probably... of hardwood of 300 board feet of hardwood. I should say not $300, 300 board feet of hardwood. And I, I made a good amount of money on that stuff uh, over the holidays last season. So uh, you can definitely find deals. There was an auction down in the Valley about an hour South of me. A, uh, a woodworker had passed. He was in his eighties. He had passed. He owned 30 acres in the Valley. He had a big barn full of Walnut. I went down to the auction and a lumberyard beat me out on the auction. So they, they, I had, I tried to bid. I went as high as I could. They went just above me and, um, they bought this entire barn of walnut for like nothing. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't afford it because there was so much volume. They had cash in hand. I didn't have that kind of cash in hand. So, um, it we was talked, crazy. uh, we talked about my walnut bar- barn find yeah. a couple yep. episodes ago. Yeah. Yep. You yep. can, you can get some deals for sure. It definitely scoured. I check it regularly. I mean, there's a couple five minutes from here. The husband has a tiny – he has not a tiny. He's got a wood miser. It's the one that will do the 24-inch wide logs. He mills up wood all the time. And he's got really – he has like a lot of black oak, which I love black oak. It's gorgeous. And he does a lot of black walnut. Uh, but he also does a lot of red oak and pine. But he does not have a kiln. And he charges for dried prices. Um, so if you don't have – yeah. So, I mean, you, you have to buy – you can go buy it. You can talk him down. But uh, you have to sit on the wood for a couple of years. So it's not worth part, really many people's time. But he, people buy it because they don't know any better. That's one big thing. And that's a good tip from Dan is you really need to know your moisture content on wood. Um, and you really should be checking it regularly. And it really sucks because you, you, moisture meters for the good ones are so expensive. It's like another big tool purchase. It's another tool. And, uh, but it, it's a tool like any other in the shop. You need to have it and you need to use it. <laughs> yeah. You could build a piece and one rotation around the sun, that thing's falling <clears throat> apart because of the seasonal change. So yep. um it's just a real fact it's just a real factor you need to factor in. What we got next, Pete? All right, so let's uh let's fly through some of these. The next one we actually answered, so it was uh about the lingo, the specific dimensional uh dimensions of lumber, four quarter versus like low stuff like that. We did that last week. Slap yes, we did this. on the Mahogany that. Exactly. <laughs> in that episode. And I, I think we just mentioned uh, David Picciuto had a, uh, a video on it. And mm-hmm. um, the Renaissance woodworker, Shannon Rogers, he does a video on it. He also has a podcast literally all about it. And so check that out. I think it's called The Lumber Industry Update, if I remember correctly. 
Um, so let's jump into the next one. And I don't have any experience with this. I don't think neither does Dan, but Mike, maybe you can speak to it. It's, could y'all do a segment on, um, this is milking your own lumber. I think I'm that's thinking, supposed to say mm. milling. <laughs> no, uh, no, we'll no it's milking. Segment. Have you guys not done any of that? Oh, uh, man. How do you, you use a chainsaw? the best grain out of it after you milk it. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> that's how you get that milky, creamy walnut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing like some freshly milked koa. Oh <laughs> man, is that nice? So he talked about. He's just asking about it's like, what we put in our coffee, dry times, and methods. So, uh, Mike, you want to talk about this a little bit? No, I don't. Go to the next okay. question. Next no. question. <laughs> no, yeah. So for, <laughs> um, I I love the idea of milling my own wood from a tree, drying it, and turning it into a piece of furniture. Uh, in my head, it's like amazing. Uh, and it it really is ultimately amazing. That slab I did this week, I milled that from a tree, and now it's a piece of furniture in my house. Yep. To me, that's you know that's the romantic side of woodworking. I just think it's amazing. In practice, uh, it's still amazing, but it's so much work and so much time invested. Um, I do have a chainsaw mill. I would really love to have a bandsaw mill in the next few years in my side yard. Um, I have a big side yard where I can store lots of slabs and it's it's premium for storing because it doesn't get direct sunlight. It gets windy in there. It wicks away moisture and I can put tarps over everything and it's perfect for for, sl- for uh, drying slabs. Um, I love doing it. <laughs> I have a chainsaw mill. Like I said, I can do uh, – I have a 28-inch bar which will allow me to do 21-inch wide slabs. My chainsaw can run a uh, a 48 inch bar. It's a massive. It's like almost a Honda Civic motor on this thing. It's un- <laughs> it's really beefy. It'll 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 push a four a four foot bar, and I could with that get about 42 inch wide slabs off of it, Dang. which is huge. Yeah, it's a huge slab. Yep. So, um, and I'd say check out Matt. Uh, Matt check out Matt Cremona. Talking to Matt, the person asking the yeah, question. Cool. Matt Cremona is the king of milling lumber. He's got a giant yeah. bandsaw mill. But he, I well, bought all of his, his videos. Plans. Yeah, all of his videos you bought started his, uh, with the chainsaw. Plans? Yeah, I bought them. They were 95 bucks. I bought the plans and you get like a 14-part series on how to build the whole thing. I bought yeah, it last the year. The entire video and Goodness. everything. Yeah, I, day, I bought it. It's well worth it. I don't know anything about milling my own lumber, so he's a good he's a good pass. resource. And just a quick and dirty uh, once again, the drying times usually they say what an inch per year, an inch per or, year. Yeah, depends yeah. on the I species. I mean, the cedar, like I said, is was two and a half inches thick. I milled that in July last year. It was at it was at my it was at the uh, equilibrium moisture content a month ago. So that stuff dries super fast. So redwood and cedar dry fast. Um, but like a walnut, that wouldn't have been dried for another year and a half yeah. if it was that thick. So um, one inch per year is generally. A, rule of, a general rule of thumb, very general. But again, it goes back to moisture meters. You really do need them. Um, but yes, I love it. It's fun. It's a lot more work. And it's something I don't actually have time for, unfortunately. It really is to do for me and what I've got. One tree took a whole weekend with help from my buddy. Uh, we'll help my friend Ken was, he's the guy, he's my friend who helps me with guitars. And then the other actually Chad with rescue Woodco came up that weekend and helped as well. It's, it's a lot of work. You're moving around a lot of wood. So anyway, into that question. All right. So last one, and we kind of went over this one as well. He's asking about uh, getting a new table saw. He's looking at the, the Delta contracted original professional saw and the Laguna fusion one. I'm not familiar with that one, but I know the Delta and the rigid are very comparable. Both of those are great models. Uh, he's talking about the the one right under like a cabinet saw, but over the contractor saw. Yeah, the ones the you one can pick up at stand. Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah, those yeah, are they have great. The, they have the open bo- open bottom. 
Mm-hmm. Right? They open. The, they have no dust collection. Or they do, but they, have well, they, they can be enclosed. They can be more easily enclosed than like a little with shop. a piece of plywood, right? Yeah, with some plywood. Yeah. They, they make like kits for them too. Yeah, both of oh, those they are do. great. I've never heard of the Laguna Fusion One. The F One is the step below the F Two. Obviously, it's huh. a one and a half horsepower. <laughs> it's um uh most a lot of people who I've seen who've gotten them have been happy with them. I believe um Scott is it Siemens Custom Builds. Do you guys follow Scott Seaman? Yes. No? Do he, he, yeah, he uh he he got an F1 this week and the dust port hose was pinched and he got a less than satisfactory response from Laguna on it. Um oh. which was surprising because I've only had good experience. I've heard good great things. Um I've, there's a lot of stories about bad Laguna service out there. Um but there's also a lot of really great. I mean, I've had nothing but positive experiences with them. I love those guys. So I think the F1 is a great saw because it is a cabinet. But you're going to be uh, the delta or the negative is is that um, the thing comes basically and completely disassembled. That's how they keep the price down. It's a yeah. cabinet saw. You, I mean, I I think um, the last person I talked to who had to assemble one, it took them seven hours to assemble. Yikes. So that's something you got to factor in as your time. Um, I don't those- know. Del- Dan had the Delta? Uh, yeah, before I got my saw stop, I had the How Delta. How long was that assembly time? I imagine it was probably just a few parts, right? Yeah, just yeah. affix uh, uh, the legs to the base. and Right. That's or affix the yeah. legs to the, the saw itself. It was pretty quick. I had the Rigid before this one, and that I was fully intending on having that saw for the next five plus years. Same. Uh, and then... Just the other saw fell in my lap. And you came and to your like, senses. Got gotcha. <laughs> my wife but, was like, hey, why don't you get that saw that does, doesn't cut off your hand? And I'm like, yes. Okay, green light. <laughs> Smart. But the biggest biggest benefit is because a lot of times with these with the Rigid and the Delta, you're getting, I think it's almost the same motor that's in the, um, in the lower end models, but it's belt driven. But the thing that you're really going to benefit from is a large surface to work on. And having a large cast iron top, I know the newer models have the steel wings on them. If you get a used one, you might be able to get lucky. Mine was full cast iron top. Just having the stability of your, you know, table saw sled and the workpiece on that larger top is a huge upgrade on its own because it's a lot safer to work with. The blade is set a little further back, so you have a little more uh, kind of sliding area if you're using a table saw sled. That's definitely a good upgrade. And the and the T fence. Is, is oh, yeah. It's a, a huge game changer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the F1 has a T-fence as well. They all three um, have a T-fence, yeah, I believe. they do. Yes, you're right. So, yeah, awesome. I think any one of those you're going to be happy with. Um, it depends on what... Honestly, it probably breaks down to with between the three of those looks and price and which one you can find a sale on. So, uh, I, don't, I don't think I've talked about this before, but Laguna has a Laguna... LagunaToolsOutlet.com. It's their outlet store. Um, I've bought two tools off there. No, no, I bought my drum sander off there. I bought my drum sander off there. But they had an F1 on there for 500 bucks for like three months. I mean, you can get the, the F1 for 500 bucks is a steal. And when you get it from the Laguna Outlet store, it was one they had on display in their warehouse. It's not like returns or anything. It's ones they just had on display. Um, it's mostly assembled when you get it. It comes recreated in its own box. So that's one place to look if you're interested in Laguna tools. Realistically though, a lot of those tools are like their 10 horsepower dust collectors and like their industrial tools. Yeah. But every once in a while they'll have a um uh hobby level tools on that on that uh site. So that's a good site resource. But cool. let's wrap this up. I want to spend time with yeah. my family. So uh we're, selfish. We are your family. Hour. 
<laughs> I got the feeling he doesn't, he doesn't like us from that comment. That is not true, and you take it back. Well, I'm not taking anything back. Okay. Fair enough. Good argument. I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> Came back strong. It's never, okay. It's never happened before. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think we're... I think we've covered all our bases here. Yeah. No? Absolutely. Are we so. missing anyone like last week where we screwed up no. big time on our sponsor? <laughs> no, we good. We good. We're good. It's a good okay. one. Let's wrap it up. Let's enjoy our families. Yeah. Happy the, Father's uh, Day, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for all the support. Uh, we didn't really do a call for questions this week, but we had so many. Keep we, sending we didn't them. get through them. But so We're keep officially out of voicemails, right? What? I think we are We're out of voicemails. Out of we voicemails. are out of voicemails. Yeah, that was all of them. We cleaned through them and we got yeah. through a good amount of written in. So send us your voicemails. Uh, you can call us at 754-CALL-AWP. Pete, that number is? 754-225-5297. Bam. Thank you, Pete. Or just record and you it can and send it to another Woodshop podcast at gmail.com. Yep, another Woodshop podcast at gmail.com. And since you're going to be sending a voicemail, you might as well send in the, the special phrase which is, which is painted walnut you might as well send that to the voicemail or to the email and uh or to the you know dm it to the instagram account but either way get us your questions get us your special phrase get everything in get all your topics what's up dan five star reviews oh five right. star reviews we Only. need those five star reviews. So I learned this week that reviews actually help us with our charting numbers. You guys don't care, but we really do care. Uh, we have very, very fragile egos, and we need those numbers to grow. <laughs> so if you could help us by, uh, by I need everyone to like me. I need mass yeah, approval. <laughs> I need your approval and your uh, your reviews. No, we, if you could give us five star reviews, it really does help the podcast a lot. And we don't those makes my week all the time. Yeah, I Pete really likes those a lot. Are we still it's at sixty nine? I've looked. Actually, I, <laughs> I think we did make it to 420. I think we're good. Um, <laughs> no, yes, nice. but five star reviews. They really do nice. They really do help the show a lot. Um, and, but either way, we're doing great. We really appreciate all of you very much. You guys are awesome. You guys rock. Uh, again, thank you to uh, to Bear Hollow for sponsoring the show, and thank you to Macbeth for sponsoring the giveaway. We appreciate them, and we will talk to you guys throughout the week. Hey, but one we'll more thing before we go. Yes, of course. I want to thank somebody we don't thank very often. I want to thank me. You're welcome. Oh, God. Well, Dan. <laughs> show is done now. <laughs> that was, that was painful someone pulled the emergency brake as hard as they could. Uh, <laughs> edit this no, out. No, I want, to, I want to thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Oh, and I appreciate doing nice this every save, week. Nice save, liar. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, no. it's a wrap. No, it is a wrap. That, is that, a wrap. That's true. We we need we were you thinking me and Pete or yes. were you thinking everyone? Oh, thanking you guys. Thank you, buddy. Oh, okay. Thank you for Thanks. no. Seriously though, I know I can speak for the boys when I say I really look forward to doing this every week. It is yeah. a lot of fun. It's a nice. It's a nice end of the week. Life. Yeah. Where is it? The beginning of the week since we do it on Sunday. I'm gonna say end. End of the week. It's a nice way to wrap up the week. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, and, that's it for us. Thanks and I just want to—I want to say one last thing. No, I actually oh want to get something else in there. You know what? Because you guys deserve it. Because I love you guys. If you're not subscribed to Mike and Dance channels, and soon eventually mine, and if you're not following us on Instagram, please do. Because there's a lot of great content. I love their videos. I don't just watch them because I talk to them and I feel guilty. I watch them because I really enjoy them. <laughs> and the amount of work that uh, these guys and myself sometimes put into making the little videos and <laughs> and uh, the Instagram content and all that stuff. You know, it's worth watching. It's good stuff. I'm hella entertained every time I listen to these guys. Uh, I try my best to keep up with them. 
they're amazing and I hope to be as good as them one day. So check it out. Check us out on Instagram and the Yautaubes. And TikTok for Mike because he's a he's 12. I, <laughs> I dance a lot on there. I don't – I get so uncomfortable with compliments. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Thank you, Pete. That was really nice to say. <laughs> Mike, you have beautiful uh, eyes. Okay. Okay. See, so I can let's wrap this up between like yeah, this is so dumb. I love you, long time. I'll talk <laughs> to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Love you, long time. <laughs>